Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Heart of Markness podcast. 33. We've made it one Jesus into Heart of Markness. I like it. It's good. Um, thanks for sticking with me. I've been um, making sure to do this every week, diligently, religiously even, um, since my hiatus between, I think, episodes 9 and 10. So I make sure if I don't do this and keep this as something that I do and do regularly, I get bogged down in the minutia of trying to find every single piece of pertinent information and the very, very best recording of everything that I want to use and play. And uh, then it becomes a burden and then I just procrastinate and then I disappear for a while. So I don't want to do that. And I haven't been. I've been a very good boy. And I think it's safe to say that this is a weekly podcast. I haven't let you down in a long time. And hopefully I never do. So let's get to it. It is a dark and dreary Thursday night here in Portland, Oregon. And um, I am sleepy and lazy and not in the mood. But I'm doing this because it is my job to do this. And I love doing it, and once I start doing it, it becomes wonderful again. So, like everything else, like exercise and eating right and doing all the things you're supposed to do, you feel better having done them, even though you may not want to do them. Here endeth the lesson. Today's show is, uh, I mentioned it last week, it is the Page Plant concert that I went to in 1995 here in beautiful scenic portland oregon and it was uh shit i closed the text file so give me a second to find it again may 23rd i think i think i think i think it's weird because i've met p may 23rd yeah 1993 i went with my uh, friend john who i moved out here to oregon with the year before uh, from New Hampshire, we both just packed up um, my giant Ford LTD. I think I had an 84 Ford LTD. Great big giant, giant grandma, grandpa car, cop car, but it was like red or something. I don't remember. And we just drove across the country with a car full of shit. I slept on a futon. And uh, as soon as I got out here, I got a, I got a credit card with, I think... A $2,000 limit. And I went and I bought $1,000 speakers. <laughs> I, I, I was in my early 20s. Uh, $1,000 speakers. I, I had a stereo already. A decent. I had a decent amp and a, a good tape deck and a good CD player. So I bought $1,000 speakers. And then I took the other $1,000 and I bought a four-track recorder and a couple of mics and cables. And I went home and set up my little home recording studio, slept on a futon, and uh, began my life here in Oregon. And man, it was fun. It was fun. Recorded a ton of music. Just wrote and recorded and wrote and recorded. It was it was a good time. I wish I had did. I wish I had done something with it other than go. I am a genius, because uh, you know. In another universe, I uh, am a performer, or at least a songwriter. But, tis not to be. Anyway. And now, my buddy, who became a lawyer, and then became an assistant attorney general, and uh, our paths diverged. <laughs> Let us say. But, uh, at the time, he was one of my best friends. And we went and saw Jimmy and Robert at Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Portland on May 23rd. And it was really good. Uh, didn't blow me away. Like I, like I said last week, I didn't lose my shit until in the evening, which was the last song of the night before the encores, before Black Dog and Kashmir. Uh, it was very good. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I didn't go bonkers until in the evening. But this tour was very, very interesting. Um, 
in that this show is just, Jesus, almost exactly six months, almost to the day, after the Robert Plant show from the last episode. So six months later, they had done the MTV unleaded thing. They had uh, done the Alexis Corner thing. I think the... No, they had done the... No, I'm lost. Oh, no, it's not. It's not six months to the day. It's a year and six months. Jesus Christ, Mark. Basic math. Basic math. No, I'm sorry. The show is from 93. This is from 95. My apologies, everybody. In any way, they're still on tour. They still played um, Portland, Oregon on May 23rd. And on this tour, the original um, unleaded tour which I think was like sponsored by Budweiser or something like that. Um, it was a, a huge amount of people on the stage. You had the basic band, which was Jimmy, Robert, Charlie Jones, and Michael Lee. You had uh, Pearl Thompson, the guitarist for The Cure, as the second guitarist because um, they had a backup because Jimmy was drinking heavily on this tour and um it's interesting i listened to the coverdale page show from uh 93 a month that that one was a month after the robert show um and jimmy's playing is is unbelievable it's it's out of this world well then why aren't you doing that show mark because i don't like coverdale page i don't like the project at all it's just cheese it's schlock it makes the the firm sound like King Crimson and Van Morrison and yes oh my god Coverdale Page was a calculated project designed to sell product and piss off Robert I think it was a chess move um, the playing is good. The music is good. I'm not shitting on the musicians. I'm not shitting on David Coverdale at all. I'm not shitting on the, the band, the songs, the performance. I am just saying I do not like that cookie cutter, super shiny Kirkland brand rock and roll that, uh, Coverdale page was white snake part two. Now, I respect the fact that Jimmy played unbelievably well that it's ballsy and hard, but uh, I don't know, man. I tried. Um, it took me a long time to do The Firm because I'm not a big fan of The Firm as a project, but that as a project was done to just get out and, and get back in the spotlight after being out of it. And both Paul and Jimmy's bands died. And... Uh, Coverdale Page, I don't think Whitesnake was dead. I don't think, uh, maybe he was on hiatus. I don't know the story of Whitesnake. It's, 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 it's not my bag, baby. But um, this one just smacks of a business deal. Um, and I may be 100% wrong. In fact, um, my ex-wife, her childhood friend was married to a guy who was a session guitarist. And unfortunately, he's also a pathological liar and a lawyer. Go figure. Um, but he w had done work with White Snake for White Snake at some point. And the things he, t he said he was in the Lake Tahoe area, which is where the Coverdale Page album was recorded um, at the time and was in that circle and actually hung out with Jimmy and, and David a little bit. And the things he told me, the things that, I was able to verify checked out. So I don't know. Maybe I will do a Coverdale page one. Anyway, what's this have to do with plant and page Mark? Not a goddamn thing, fellas, not a goddamn thing. However, it took me 10 minutes to tell you nothing. So there you go. Anywho, plant and page, they were touring with uh, the guitarist for the cure who actually played the solo in the song remains the same, which we're not going to listen to. Um, there was also a classical s string section, a little orchestra in the back, which was just the Portland Symphony or whatever. There was also the Egyptian orchestra, the Egyptian or the Middle Eastern percussionists, um, the hurdy-gurdy guy. 
the dude with the banjo and the hippie drum and the guy that should have been Jonesy but wasn't on keyboards. You know what? Let me read you the names. I'm looking at them right here. Why am I being such a prick? Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, Porl Thompson, Jim Sutherland. He's the guy with the uh, banjo, mandolin, and uh, hippie drum. Nigel Eaton on Hurdy Gurdy. That thing is badass. Ed Shermer on keyboards and orchestral arrangements. Charlie Jones on bass. Michael Lee on drums. Oh, Najma Akhtar um, on vocals for the Battle of Evermore. Are we listening to that, Mark? No. So what are we listening to? What we're going to listen to from this show are some of the odd balls from this tour, such as Robert singing Coverdale Page's Shake My Tree, and followed by Robert and Jimmy playing The Cure's Lullaby. That, at the concert, struck me as very, very, very surreal. Because Disintegration, as they said in South Park back when it first started, Disintegration is the best album ever. Disintegration may not be the best album ever, but it's one of the best albums of the 80s. And Lullaby is on Disintegration, and when I heard Jimmy Page play that and then Robert Plant sing it, and they did it straight. They did it as the song should be performed. They, did, they didn't, like, boogie off on their own with it. They did it respectfully, probably as a contractual arrangement with Pearl Thompson. But um, I remember being in Portland in 1995 just going, this is quite a bit of cognitive dissonance here. Um, it took me out of it for a second because it was so like, What? But it's good. It's good. I like it. They they don't make it their own. They don't do anything to it. They play the song and they play it well. It sounds good. Um, and it's a hell of a song. And I mean, once the, how many times have you are you going to hear Jimmy Page playing The Cure? Once. On this podcast and this podcast only. So, you know, I have babbled. We're going up on 12 minutes now. Which is a lot of time to talk for somebody who said he didn't want to even do this tonight. I guess I am just full of shit. Or once I get talking, I just can't stop. So let's end your certain boredom and listen to... What are we going to listen to? Shake My Tree. We're going to go chronologically. We're going to listen to Shake My Tree and then I will be right back. Page and Plant, Portland, Oregon, May 23rd. And this is a new uh, source, at least for me. Because the source I had was kind of garbage for years. I just had it because like, I was at that show. Oh, and this is going to be another show where in the roar of the crowd, technically, statistically, you will hear my voice. I am part of that noise. So it's like we're together. Oh, what did I want to say? Oh, yeah, this is a new transfer. Who did it? Uh, recorded by Steve Balls Deep Hagar. So thank you, Steve Balls Deep Hagar. Mastered by Denisor. It's a good recording. It's a really good recording. I think it's a, it must be a, a master. Yeah, it's from the master. So, you know, that's always nice. Everything's crisp and clear. And I hope you enjoy it. I will be back in like however long it takes, eight minutes or so. See you later.
Not bad sounding, right? I mean, it was really clear. And uh, you could hear the acoustic guitar that was mirroring Jimmy's playing at the beginning. And uh, what about that theremin section, huh? I forgot about that. I guess that explains why it was eight minutes long. It was fun. The crowd liked it. I liked it. It was played well. Robert <laughs> Robert threw some suckets in there, which was funny because I don't think he meant it in the way he used to before. Um, I can't imagine he was thrilled to sing that song, but I'm glad they played it. They played it well. Um, the Coverdale page stuff, I've been th- I was thinking about it while I was listening to this as it was playing for you. Um, I don't like it. But one of the reasons why I don't like it, uh, the live performances, aside from David Coverdale, just I don't like the way he talks. <laughs> How the fuck are you? Jimmy and I are fine coxmen. I mean, come on, man. It's again, not my bag. Um, but um, one of the reasons that I'm, I didn't play the Coverdale page this week is that the quality of the recording isn't that great. Um, again, it's a low generation recording, so there's not a lot of signal, you know, a lot of, a lot of, of, of loss, but, um, it's not the same clarity and it doesn't have much of a bottom end. It doesn't have much bass, and, um, you gotta have some thump if you're going to be listening to it. Uh, Jimmy's playing is incredible and I may, I, I will probably do it if I can't find a better quality recording because Jimmy's playing is incredible on it. And the fact that I do not care for it. Um, doesn't mean that the fans, you guys don't like it. Many, 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 many Zeppelin fans like Coverdale page. And, um, so I'll do it at some point. I'm just, you know, the source material isn't that, um, it's not bad, but, um, it's not as good as what we just listened to quality wise. So, uh, I'm going to keep looking. They only did a handful of shows in Japan and I don't think there are any I mean, there's no soundboards that I know of, and I don't think that there are any excellent recordings. I think that there are the very, very good ones, but still, I don't know. Rambling on. Ha 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 ha. All right, let's move it along. Folks, what we're going to do now is we're going to play basically the audience chatter that Robert does next after this, after this song, and then go straight into Lullaby from The Cure. I'm doing the audience speaking because I like hearing Robert talk. He introduces the band, he introduces the song, and then they go right into it. So it flows organically. So here we go, moving right along. Robert talking, and then Jimmy and Robert doing Lullaby by The Cure, with the guitarist from The Cure as well. May 23rd, 1995. Heart of Markness, back in a bit. Great to be back here in uh, Kebu country. Very nice to see you all again. You doing okay? Well, tonight we've got a lot of different things that we're going to bring to you, and uh, to do that, we're going to be introducing you to a whole host of musicians. Some guys you may have met before, some guys you definitely haven't. So, would you give a warm Oregon? Welcome, a return, thank God, inshallah, on bass guitar, Mr. Charlie Jones. On drums, never to be separated, Mr. Michael Lee. We're very honored to have you traveling with us. One of the most charismatic members of one of the most charismatic British bands to leave an effect upon the United States. Would you welcome from The Cure, our guitar, Mr. Paul Thompson.
that was cool, right? And I like playing you the things that are, you know, not the same old. Hey, you want to hear them play Thank You again? Yes, it'll be pretty. Yes, it'll be good. It won't be mind-blowing. This may not be mind-blowing, but it's unique. You don't hear them play Cure songs all that often. So, unless you saw them on this tour, or you have your own set of boots, which you might, you know, but I think most of my listeners are casual, I mean, Zeppelin fans, Jimmy fans, obviously, and, um, but I think there's some of you, or I think, I, w- I would have to guess that the majority of you are not deep collectors of the live stuff. You may have a few live recordings, you may not. You may listen to it on, uh, you know, listen to them on, on YouTube or something, but I want to give you something that I thought was neat as a fan. Hearing Jimmy and Robert playing a Cure song was neat to me. Hearing them play the Coverdale Page song and actually make it rock was neat to me. But, you know, it can't all be exotic odds and sods. Uh, There has to be some meat to go with the potatoes or else you're just eating potatoes. So, my friends, how can you have your pudding if you don't eat your meat? So... Let's bring out the meat. Now I'm going to play the song that made me lose my shit at the concert and finally just be carried away and transported by the music and just screaming, you know, woo, like everybody else with abandon in the evening, which is a song that really thrives and blooms and blossoms with the string section and the Egyptian string section and the Middle Eastern percussion section and all those things at the same time making just a dense wall of sound like it is on the album because in the evening live with Zeppelin on the 80 tour and at Nebworth not good in my opinion um Not that the performances were bad. It's just it was thin and reedy with that pathetic synthesizer, you know. (laughs) Come on, man. You got you got to fill you got to fill the space with sound. Um, It was it was a miss. They would have gotten it. But I mean, if you want some balls in your keyboards, Deep Purple manages to do it. Yes, managed to fill you know, the sonic spectrum with keys and not have it sound like Linda McCartney's, you know, recital. Um, <laughs> and Page and Plant did as well by adding 600 extra musicians for this song and making it a wall of sound to make Phil Spector proud. Ladies and gentlemen, May 23rd, 1995, Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, In the Evening, the last song of the night. I'll be back to wrap it up whenever the song's over. See you soon.
And there you have it. At long, long last, we've reached the end of this end of this podcast. And I realize it's now 40, almost 47 minutes long. I'm sorry, guys. Ideally, I want to keep it around 30 minutes, but, you know, these are Led Zeppelin songs. They tend to go, you know, and if I'm going to play two short songs, I want to throw one long one in there because, you know, sometimes you need it long, right? So, um, anyways, I can't imagine it's too offensive It's a, if it's a 50-minute podcast instead of a 30-minute. I mean, it just means maybe you can't listen to it all on one commute. I don't know. <clears throat> in any case, I'm probably overthinking it. But anyway, let's wrap this up. That was pretty cool. I liked um, one thing that they, they did on this tour that Zeppelin didn't do, although they probably would have at some point. Um, had they continued, is they incorporated a little bit of Carousalambra in the middle of in the evening, which I'm sure you heard, and uh, that was really cool. They, you know, they did it. They've done it better on different dates, and it develops the further along it gets. I think by the time they got to Japan and they went, were back to being just a four-piece, well, four-piece with the orchestra and the string section and the percussionists and the guy, and you know. You know what I mean? Um, I think it was better. I have yet to hear this song mixed the way that I would mix it were I sitting at the mixing board. I would bring up at the end, after the Carousel Ombre, when they come back into that, you know, when Robert's just going, ooh, and they go right back into in the evening, I would crank the Egyptian percussionists, because there is crazy shit going on that you can just, just make out. I mean, it, 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 it's functional at that almost uh, subliminal level, because you can still your body senses it and you react to it. It still, it still fills in the music, but the 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 drums and the percussion from those guys are just, it's just fucking phenomenal. You know, along with Michael Lee, I would bring that up, and man, I think it would be crazy. But that's just me. And uh, yeah, you know you're a fan when you have critiques like that. Um, all right, let's wrap it up, folks. I, I am not really contributing anything new to the uh, human experience here any longer. I like that show. I hope you do, too. Um, it was not the best show of the tour. It was not the worst show of the tour. It was just the show that I happened to go to, and I just got this recording recently, and I wanted to share it with you. And I will. Bringing me right along to follow me on Twitter, at Heart of Markness. There's more and more of you every week, and I love it. Um, we can chat. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Don't tell me what you don't like. It'll hurt my feelings and make me hate you. Um, but you know, we can talk. There'll be other folks. You'll, you, if you're not on Twitter and you don't like it or you're on Twitter and you're like, it's too fucking political or I don't care about cat pictures or whatever. Twitter is segmented like a mosaic. You can start a brand new Twitter and just follow music people and classic rock people and just be on the classic rock Twitter and talk about whatever. You can, you can talk about Lemmy all day long, and there will be people all day long who will be happy to talk about Lemmy. So, avail yourself of that. There's some goodness to be had there. I'm part of that goodness at Heart of Markness. Follow me on Twitter. That was the whole goddamn point. Follow me on Facebook, if you're on Facebook more, which you are because you're middle-aged or older than that. Um, Heart of Markness. It's a group. I throw the I throw the shows in there. There's a couple dozen people in there. They're really really nice. I throw other stuff in there throughout the week. There's some Arms concert stuff, some Jonesy stuff, some other Zeppelin stuff that I share, and uh, you know it's just more information rich and it's a nice little sandbox to come play in. And everybody that's in that group has joined because they like the podcast. So you'll be among friends and it's a nice little community. Join us join us and then heartofmarkness.com which is the website for the podcast and uh 
what I do is I upload the podcast to the website in addition to posting it everywhere in the world. Um, I try and add maybe a picture or a ticket stub or something from the show or shows that I'm talking about, as well as a link to download the complete show. Like at some point when I get off my ass and put this podcast episode on my website, heartofmarkness.com, you'll be able to download this entire show. Just not just the three songs you heard, but the whole fam damn damnly thing and uh, enjoy it for free. I got it for free. It's meant to be shared for free so you can have it. And I think that's a cool thing that I if if nothing else, <laughs> I think I think I help contribute uh, by populating uh, propagating live music, you know, to places where. It wouldn't otherwise be found. Who knows? All right, folks. It is late, 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 and I am tired, 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 as you can probably hear. So thanks for bearing with me. I love you all. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook. Communicate somehow. Um, If you want to send me money, send me money. Go to the website. I have a PayPal link up there. You want to just tip me or whatever? That's cool totally don't have to but if you're moved to because you're sitting in your car with tears running down your face because you feel alive for the first time in 15 years then you know i wouldn't kick you out of bed for kicking me some money but i also wouldn't kick you out of bed for not kicking me money i'm not a whore um (laughs) all right guys thank you very much i'll talk to you next week i don't know what i'm gonna do next week Uh, but we'll find out together. See you later. Thank you.